Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles, back with you guys today. Uh, Man, are we surviving out there? I hope you guys are surviving. I've got to say, Texas is opening up. It was really nice this past weekend to go and, um, I don't know, have a sense of normal. Of course, everything isn't as busy as it normally is in Dallas, because Dallas is totally insane. All my North Texans said amen. However, it was nice just to be around people and uh, things like that. So I hope you guys are doing well. I hope we are sort of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel from this whole pandemic situation. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for helping us through this. Um, I want to jump right to my guest. He is um, very... I mean, who who on my show is not awesome? I mean, I feel like all of my guests, it's like <laughs> one is just as awesome as the as the next one. He is a best-selling author. His name is Jay Payleitner. Um, and he has written a book about prayer, but it is a different kind of prayer with a little different twist on it. And you guys know how I am about prayer, hot off the release of uh, Gangster Prayer. He has written a book about the prayer of Agar. And not only that, he is a best-selling author. He is um, an incredible, he has produced, he's produced lots of names that you know. Josh McDowell is one of them. I think, I think we all know who that is. Um, but this book is important because it talks about two things in the prayer of Agar, which you can find in Proverbs 30. Um, And one of them is contentment and one of them is balance. Both things I think are so incredibly important in our world right now. I don't know who you are, but you probably struggle with balance in our culture and and a lot of us struggle with contentment. So let me um, welcome to my show today, Jay Payleitner. Welcome to the show, Jay. How are you? Uh, Autumn, I am fantastic. What a delight to, to hang out with you for a few minutes here. Thanks for having me. I am so happy that you're here. Love the book. I love, first of all, I have it in front of me and it's a quick read. I mean, it's a, you could, you could probably read this in a sitting uh, for sure. I, I love that. How come, how come you did it? Did you do it? Did you do it like that for those of us that need some wisdom, like a wisdom shot? Um, well, I- exactly that. Uh, it's, it's one uh, chapter of, uh, of, of the Bible and uh, it just jumped out at me and I, and I did what I had to do to cover the point. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, Proverbs is written by uh, was written by Solomon. We know that uh, it's, it's thirty one chapters, and the first twenty nine chapters are written by Solomon. Everybody kind of knows that. And then there's that Proverbs thirty one that was written by uh, King Lemuel, and that's the one that has that great section on uh, 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 a worthy wife. Uh, Proverbs thirty one woman, but Proverbs thirty 
is cut there by this guy named Agar, as you said. Uh, and uh, and that's, uh, I, I heard that verse, it's like, what? It's, it's the only verse, uh, uh, Autumn, uh, it's the only verse in all of Proverbs, the only prayer in all of Proverbs is by this character named Agar. Uh, and uh, I, and I, I go, man, I got to write on that. And when I wrote it, it was like, perfect. A, a book you can read in one night, in one sitting, as you said. It's amazing. It's one that you can actually reread and reread and reread as well. Um, I love this type of book. It, it would work good for a devotion or something like that. But I want to talk about balance and contentment and the and sort of the guts of Proverbs 30. But first of all, for the people, who is Agar and why is he important? Well, um, we know very a little about him, as a matter of fact. And that was actually quite comforting to me because I am, I am not Moses. I am not Paul. I am not this hero of the Bible. I can't relate to those guys. Just like in your book, your book, I am Rahab. You can't almost relate to Esther or Mary. You said, I think. Yeah. But you can relate. You can relate to Rahab. Yeah. Um, uh, same thing here. This this little quirky little character, Agar. Uh, um, uh, he's not mentioned any place else in Scripture, but somehow, somehow that rascal um, and he's uh, made it into. Uh, into Proverbs, uh, and uh, this, <laughs> he, he just amuses me so. Um, it's, it's kind of, it would be hard to get in Proverbs, like you said. I mean, Proverbs, to even be associated with the book of Proverbs is like a huge honor just because, you know, we have three authors, really, and the book is all about wisdom. So, yeah, talk to, Talk to me about what Agar was getting across in Proverbs 30. And uh, let, let, let's talk about, I have like a hundred questions for you because <laughs> I, find, I find these sort of uh, um, interesting characters in the Bible very interesting to me. I want to know, what, we don't know a lot about them. We haven't heard a lot about them. I'm, I want to know their history. I want to know what they have to say. So, um, so talk to me about uh, sort of the guts in Proverbs 30. Well, let's, let's do that um, uh, for sure. Let's, his, we need to get to his prayer, um, which is this. It's pretty short and pretty easy and pretty straightforward. Um, and listen, folks, listen up. Um, amazing. He says in Proverbs, Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9, Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. I'll say that again. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. And then he goes on to explain why. He says, otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Or... I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. I mean, wow. do you get that, folks? It's, uh, um, it's uh, this idea of, man, if I have too much, I'll think it's all about me. And if I have too little, I'll do something that, that I really regret. It's that balance, as you were saying, Autumn. Uh, there's a sense of contentment. I don't want any poverty. I don't want riches. I just want to be in, in your sweet spot, God, I want to be in your sweet spot. Give me only my daily bread. I love this because um, in in Proverbs 30, I want to get it right. Uh, verse 15, it says, the leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three <laughs> things that will not be satisfied. Fourth, that will not say enough. Sheol, the barren womb, earth that is never satisfied, and fire that ne that never says enough. 
And I think we sort of live in this uh, gimme, 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 gimme culture, you know, almost like that fire, that barren womb, that um, an earth that is never satisfied with water. So talk to me about that that whole idea of I've got to work towards getting more. I've got to have more. I've got to have more accolades behind my name, more money, whatever. Here, Agra's prayer is simply um, give me enough, but don't give me too little and don't give me too much. Uh, Talk to me just about the practicality of that based on our culture today. Well, I think it's really all about that confidence that we can have of living in God's will. We are, we bang off the guardrails of life. I know, well, this, this, uh, this little prayer hit me so hard because, you know, I'd get up some morning and say, man, Lord, you are so generous to me. I, what a great life you've given me. And then the next morning I get up and I'm going, I got to hustle here, God, what's wrong with you? How can you get <laughs> me more And I think, so true. You know, and uh, it's, I think it's, maybe it's about identifying your weakness and then so identifying your weakness and anger identified his weakness, which was materialism stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, Lord, I don't have too much, not too little, but only my daily bread. And think about that. Um, only my daily bread. That was like uh, the, the, uh, uh, the Israelites in the desert. Remember they yeah. wanted, they wanted uh, great food and stuff every day. They wanted all kinds of things, but God gave them manna from heaven and it was only what they needed, only their daily bread, just enough. And they got it. It took four years, but they made it through the desert. Yeah. Um, so there's a sense that uh, that's what we want. We don't, we don't want, uh, we want that confidence. We want that trust. And we can have that um, if we do pray for not poverty, not riches. Uh, uh, we don't want to be too angry uh, <laughs> in our life. And we don't want to be a wimp either. We have to have a little righteous anger once in a while. Yeah. There's all kinds of things like that. We don't want to, uh, we don't want to be, uh, if we're married, we don't want to be all, well, we don't want to be all lustful and terrible and, and, and aggressive in our, in our sex life, but we want to be respectful and loving and, and, and get that sweet spot in, in our sex life, all kinds of things like that. Uh, uh, in our work, my golly, in our work, we could work, you know, 90 hour weeks, but we're supposed to, we're supposed to go easy on that also. So there's, there's balance in just about in, in everything. The God puts before us. I think this is such a right now message. I can so identify with the Lord all in your time, anything you want. And then the next day I get up and I'm like, I need to grind this day out. I'm going to work 14 hours today. I've, you know, it's the, there, there isn't a lot of, of, um, I, I feel like it's not just me too. I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, I trust you Lord with your timing. And it's like, no, wait a minute. No, I don't. I need to do this. But it's well, interesting to me why Agar prays, prays that prayer. Um, he says in verse nine that I may that that I not be full and deny you and say who is the Lord, or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of my God. There is a reason for that prayer. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah. If we uh, if we're not in that sweet spot, we are going to extremes, to the left and the right. We're we're banging off the guardrails of life, and God doesn't want that. He wants us to to uh, to trust. I think it, maybe the best example of this that I can think of would be that confidence that we have when we when God speaks into our hearts. We go and we go. Ah, oh, yes, I can trust you, Lord. It's similar, if I may, uh, Autumn, when you went 
that moment when you you uh, took your dad into his heart surgery. You talk <laughs> about that in your book, Gangster Prayer. Yeah. What confidence! What confidence you had, mm-hmm. and, and you were not. You were. I mean, there was there's a little fear, and there was uh, a little trust. There was you knew it would be okay in the long run, but there was that moment of confidence that you were living at that moment in God's sweet spot. What a gift that was to you. Mm-hmm. It was a gift. Absolutely. So you're talking about, you're talking about the sweet spot. What is that sweet spot? Let's define that for my listeners. Well, uh, uh, anybody who plays tennis knows that sweet spot. When you hit the, hit the, the ball exactly right in the sweet spot of your racket, it goes exactly where you want. Uh, or if you're a, a singer, you go, man, I, I can sing that song. It's the right, it's the right vocal range. That's in my sweet spot. And God has a sweet spot for us. It's uh um, it's maybe it's, it's, it goes back to that great verse in Philippians. What is it? Uh, uh, the secret I've learned the secret of being content in every situation. Philippians four, chapter four, it is yes. whether, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then and this word ends, you know, that you know how it ends. I can do all things through him who strengthens me, and that's what we, we want. We want God to be our strength, that's where we get our confidence. We want to, um, He's going to be our rock. He's going to be our foundation. When we're living in God's sweet spot, we have the strength to do anything because uh, because we're, we have a confidence, we have a trust um, that uh, he will give us our daily bread, not more than we need, but only our daily bread. And that's an important part, the only my daily bread kind of thing. So that's kind of hard to um, convince people of in a world that's very consumeristic and materialistic. Um, how do you convince the person that might be listening now? And it's like, oh, okay, I hear about that. I hear about God's sweet spot, but I also have a sweet spot and my sweet spot is to have X. <laughs> um, how do you, how can you, I, I'm just trying to think if I was listening to this on the other side of this thinking, Okay, that's all really well and good, but um, why is God's sweet spot where I want to be, and how do I even get there? Well, uh, you don't want to point and say uh, to somebody like you saying those kind of things. That's ah, because you're the, the Satan is after you. So that <laughs> might be the point. Um, what is it? Uh, John ten ten. John ten ten. I love that verse. The thief yeah. comes to steal and kill and destroy. And that's that, that uncomfortable. He just wants you to make you uncomfortable where you are and miserable. But uh, Jesus came, again, in John 10, 10, I came that you may have life and have it an abundant life, have it to the full. I think that's what God wants us to do. Uh, and if and if you are uh, getting up in the morning and just going, I need more, 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 um, uh, that's Satan saying, uh, Satan's stealing and destroying your every any chance you have at contentment. So let's talk about contentment. I, I think we've talked about balance a little bit and um, just contentment in general. Um, as you look at the scriptures, and I mean, you've already pulled out some like Philippians four is is an incredible piece of just the the biblical narrative on on contentment. Um, but I, I find that there are so many people that are begging God for contentment. They just can't seem to find it. They're not content. And I know that you said, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. 
But, and that's so true. And I, I know he kind of dangles carrots in front of us for us to just bite the carrot, to find out that the carrot wasn't what we wanted. You know, we want to go on that vacation, but then we get there and we're just as anxious as we were before we ever came. You know, we want that marriage. And then we realize, oh, we have the marriage. Oh, wait, this comes with a different set of problems. You know, we want this kid. And then we get the kid. And we realize, oh, wait, I'm up at two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock, and I don't get any sleep. So Talk to me about finding your contentment in the spirit of God. And how, Jay, do we do that, especially based on Proverbs 30? Well, it might be um, the, uh, the idea of grabbing onto big picture thinking, that long, long-term thinking. Uh, and we need to grab onto that before we hit a wall, before we hit a crisis. Uh, and I challenge and I encourage uh, every one of your, your listeners to, to do that. The idea that um, it's going to be okay. If, if, you, uh, if, you know, if you know Romans 8.28, I, again, I start spitting out verses here. All things work for good, eventually. It may not be in our lifetime. It may not be right now in this moment. But all things are going to work for good. That's that big picture thinking. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> another uh, cliche or corny line that, uh, you, we don't know what holds the future. We don't know what, what the future holds. Excuse me. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who we can trust who holds the future. And God has that. God has us in the palm of his hand. He knows us. His, our names are carved in the palm of his hand. He's going to take care of us in the long run. And what happens to you today, Autumn and Jay and anybody listening, um, uh, we uh, what happens to us today, we may not see. We're, we're looking at through this this mirror now is dim and dark and we don't know but oh my goodness eventually we will know uh, whether it's here on this side of eternity on the other side of eternity that oh it all worked out for good um now <laughs> autumn you can't tell somebody that in the middle of a crisis if you're uh, <laughs> no one neighbor, wants to hear that <laughs> if your neighbor uh, if you're trying to evangelize your neighbor in the middle of a crisis when they just had they lost a, a, a child or something tragic oh god's going to use this for good just don't do that, please, because that's not, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, but if you can convince them that ahead of time, or if we, if we can embrace that ahead of time, man, oh, man, that's going to get us through a lot of crud. That's going to get us through a lot of crud. So, Jay, you you mentioned, I think, before we want to, went on air that you have, um, f- is it five kids or was it five grandkids? Which one? Well, I, thank you. I, I could talk about my kids all day long. Uh, I've got five kids, uh, all grown adults and all contributing members to society so uh so there you go i win that's uh Congratulations. and uh and uh, grandson uh grand grandchild number seven uh is due any day now oh my goodness so you have um your best-selling author you have i have four kids so the fact that your five kids are contributing <laughs> members of society really brings me great hope <laughs> I'm in the throes of parenting and getting the schooler. I've got, I'm going to have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and two kindergartners in the fall, which is crazy. Uh, Autumn, uh, you know what? I miss those days. You, it's crazy. Uh, but it go, you know, you've heard us. It goes so fast. Yeah. And so just, uh, just enjoy every moment and roll your eyes and say, this too shall pass, that kind of thing. Uh, 
Um, I let my daughter get Instagram yesterday and I'm, I'm kind of regretting it. Cause I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, was that the right? But I mean, she's almost 15. I'm like, Oh Lord, yeah. protect her. We're going to have to roll with this culture. We're going to yeah. have to do it. Yeah. Let me talk to you about balance because clearly you, you know, you have, uh, you're married as well. So, so you have always had sort of a lot going on. Um, how do you practically based out of Proverbs 30, because you're really, you know, this, this really inspired you. How do you balance your personal life with all of those things going on? Cause in my notes, it says you live a pretty balanced life. So I want to know about that. Well, um, yeah. Uh, your notes may be lying there. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you know, it, it does. Like, you know what? Because I let my wife hold me accountable. Hmm. And, uh, you know what? The, the moment when I realized, the moment when I realized I had I was successful and made it in life where I could go, you know what, God, thank you for for who you are and what you've given me, was when when I got fired for the third time. Oh my! And uh, well, that's a longer story. I I sold I sold photocopiers and I sold law books and I was downtown Michigan Avenue in advertising. And uh, it turns out that I'm better served working for myself and uh, and serving ministries. Um, all that to say, um, uh, I got fired for the third time, and God nudged me on the shoulder and said, Jay, it's going to be okay, my friend. We got this. And it, what a great moment of peace that was. And I kind of realized that, you know what, God's sweet spot was waiting for me if I just let him let Him uh, work with my gifts. It's it's really all about, you know what, it, um, at the, uh, before we have not too much time left, I just want to do this. The last chapter of the book. Um, okay. Talks about God's sweet spot bonus. That was my next question. So yeah. I'm so glad you're leading us there. Yeah. And really, um, we need to. Uh, it's uh, we need to do stuff that comes easily. We need to stop beating ourselves up and do stuff that's impossible. We need to do stuff that God lays in our heart and and, and do it well. So, uh, ladies who are listening, gentlemen who are listening, if you can build, go ahead and build. If you can hug. Do that better than anybody in the world. Be the best hugger in the world. If you can, if you can dance, dance. If you can, if you can plant, plant. If you can sing, sing. You know what, it, uh, Autumn? If you can start a ministry and a radio podcast and and challenge your audience to be bold, when that's what you should do. Mm. That's what you're doing. You see how that worked out? God yeah. laid that on your heart and said and said, Autumn, this is a this is a place I want you to flourish, and. You kind of gave that back to him and surrendered that to him. Um, so uh, um, we need to be the, we need to do stuff that 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 kind of comes in our own sweet spot. We need to live in our sweet spot, and that would be my challenge today. And and if I'm going to plug my book here, the Prayer of Agar, it helps you do exactly that. You can read it in one night. Um, uh, be your but to be your best self, do it with excellence and give him the glory. And boy, that that's freedom. That's freedom. That's that's living in this God's sweet spot. What do you think? I love that. I think we make it too hard. Like, God, what are we supposed to do? And it's really, I mean, exact. I, I remember when I was a kid, probably 11 or 12, that was back when we had, um, we played tapes. And you would like, I had a, I had a tape, tape deck and one side I was recording and one side I was, I could play. It was like a double take deck. Sure. And there's a picture of me recording myself talking 
And I have no idea why I did that until later in life. And I saw that God was training me even then to communicate his word like I do now. And it was right there in my sweet spot. And I continually look back at that picture as confirmation as a 10, 12 year old girl that one day I would be doing what I'm doing. I think you are dead on finding what God has for you. Contentment balance is all wrapped up in your gifts and what you're already gifted to do. Well, yeah, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes you'll go through a holy struggle of saying, God, do you really want this for me? Do you really want this for me? What is your will for me? And that's a, that's a perfect legitimation. We should be asking that, but it shouldn't be painful. It should be joyful. I think mm-hmm. that might be the, the key. It should be something that we go, and we should eventually expect, if we're praying from our hearts and sincerely and surrendering our, to God's will, he's going to totally reveal that, uh, that sweet spot for your life. I love this. My guest today is uh, Jay Payleitner. Jay Payleitner. The book is The Prayer of Agar. And it looks a lot like The Prayer of Jabez. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that book that came out. I remember praying that prayer. I was sitting on, I was sitting on the right beside someone one day and he was like, have you ever read the book, The, the uh, Prayer of Jabez on a plane one day? And he was like, you should pray it every day. Uh, so it's kind of, it looks a lot like that book. It's a very easy read. You could read it in at one sitting and gain a ton of wisdom about balance, about contentment, all things that we desperately need right now. Jay, like I said, Payleitner has been my guest. The Prayer of um, Agar is the book. Go pick it up. We want, we need more wisdom. We need more wisdom. We need to learn. We need to grow. Um, and we, we need to let the Lord lead. Jay, thank you so much for being on the show today. Autumn, what a delight. Thank you for having me and uh, blessings uh, through, this, uh, through this summer. Yes, you too. God bless this book. I think it's going to do really well for you. I hope it does. Hey, thanks. God bless. God bless. And thank you guys for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.